0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Let's turn our attention right now, though, to the fascination that persists some 80 years after she vanished with Amelia Earhart. As we know, she was trying to become the first woman to fly around the world. And in 1937 she disappeared. And I guess we still don't know for sure what happened. Seems the most likely explanation is that her plane crashed and she died. But sometimes the most likely explanation is not the sexiest; it's not the most exciting. And I think there are people, maybe motivated by a, uh, a quest for a more thrilling outcome, have pursued all kinds of various theories, most of them inv- uh, involving her surviving. Now, the latest is um, part of a documentary that's going to air this weekend on History Channel, new investigative special. And the people involved say they have found a smoking gun in the form of a picture. A picture that would prove, if it's Amelia Earhart, that she survived, that she was captured by the Japanese. Uh, It's quite a leap to make. It's an interesting picture. And what's purportedly depicted is, well, some people facing the camera, a woman sitting on the dock facing away from the camera looking at what could possibly be, I suppose a Japanese barge carrying the remains of her plane. So it's got a lot of people talking, a lot of people excited. I want to get some thoughts from someone who's uh, followed this uh, Amelia Earhart saga for some time. Brian Dunning is a science writer. He's the host and producer of the Skeptoid podcast. Brian, uh, it's been a while. Thanks so much for joining us here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on. It's great to be here.
0: Uh, Here we go again, it seems. I mean, uh, it seems like there's some wild new theory about uh, Amelia Earhart that comes up every so often. Uh, you, you've been following this for some time, haven't
1: you? Yeah, the wild new theories, I mean, you described it very well. Uh, there's always people who are far more interested in their, their sort of their pet theory, their preferred outcome, because it's more interesting, more sensational than the, the boring history. What, what actually happened is, you know, it's maybe not fascinating, it's tragic, but it's, it's just not great television.
0: Right. So um, there seem to be competing groups here. There's one group that, that they have an idea of where she landed and survived and lived for a time and they claim to have found bones. Uh, so they're at odds with these people involved in this, this documentary. So we got kind of competing conspiracy theories here, don't we?
1: Yeah, very much so. And, and both of these theories are at odds with actual history. You know, we do have a lot of information about that final day from the Coast Guard ship that was on station. Um, as uh, as the plane was coming in and landing, uh, we do have a very good idea of where the where Amelia Earhart's plane ditched into the ocean. Uh, it's it's deep. It's not likely that we're ever going to be able to find any remnants of the plane. But there just simply aren't that many unanswered questions. And the fact is that as a plane travels farther and farther, its its circle of range that it can reach gets smaller and smaller. And by the time that she was there over the island, actually a little bit overshot the island. That circle of range was down to zero. She couldn't have gone anyplace else, and so we know that we know that she didn't go to any other islands. We know she wasn't picked up by anyone. So, at that point, it just becomes silly to even study the details of these alternate crank theories, if you will. They're just not possible to begin with. And you got to remember, this is coming from the network that brought us Ancient Aliens and Hunting Hitler. <laughs> right. It's kind of a tip off right off the bat that this is not going to be real history. You're, you're being presented with.
0: Yeah, I guess it's exciting, right? It's, it's a mystery, and everyone loves the thrill of solving a mystery.
1: Yeah, it's a manufactured mystery, is
0: mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, you know, as they say, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. I, I suppose maybe it's possible at some level that somehow she survived or was taken into custody by the Japanese, but we would need to see something pretty convincing uh, to, to prove that. What, what does this photo represent to you?
1: Okay, so this photo, uh, we know where it was taken. We know the island it was taken on, called Jaluit, not sure how the pronunciation. Uh, We know when it was taken, which was sometime in the early 1940s, so at least three years after Amelia Earhart's plane crashed. And as far as the population on this island, this had been a German colony until 1918. It had a sizable German population. There were plenty of Caucasian Europeans living on this island. Since World War I, it had been Japanese. There was also plenty of light-skinned Japanese living on the island. So if you look at this picture, which is, in my view, a very blurry and very terrible picture, you can't, certainly can't recognize anyone from it. But if you insist that those people must be Europeans, well, <laughs> there are many far more likely candidates than Amelia Earhart, who died three years before it was taken and who was known never to have gone to that island. So it's, it's kind of a silly, a silly hypothesis.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, in the years that followed, Japan went through a lot. Uh, there was some nuclear bombs dropped on, on Japan, for example. But, I mean, would there be, if if the Japanese had found the wreckage, let alone found Amelia Earhart, would we expect to find some trace of that somewhere, some record of that somewhere?
1: Yeah, she would have been used for propaganda purposes, almost certainly. Well, that didn't happen, so that's a pretty good tip-off that the Japanese never had her. Um, Japanese have, you know, since, then, since our relations have been great, you know, since World War II, the Japanese have many times been confronted with this question and said over and over again, no, we never had her in captivity. There's no reason they'd be lying about that. And um, they certainly wouldn't have lied about it during World War II. They would have used her for propaganda purposes. So, I mean, the, the claim just kind of falls apart at every possible angle.
0: What do you think it is about this story? Because there are lots of missing people stories from from over the years, sometimes involving even well known people. But there's something about Amelia Earhart that that holds a special kind of fascination. I, I can't quite put my finger on what it is.
1: Yeah, she was kind of the Marilyn Monroe of the air. I mean, she was America's sweetheart. She was one of the most famous people in the world when she died, and that's that's the kind of person that these uh, these sort of enduring urban legends tend to stick to. So. It's not surprising. You, you could say, in fact, that it might be more surprising if there weren't all of these alternate histories being attached to her. I think they're all pretty tragic, actually, because she was, a, she was a, an aviation pioneer. She was a real role model for women today who are interested in getting into the sciences and technology. And I think it's really too bad that people are sort of blemishing her, um, her life with these false histories. So I'm not a big fan of it.
0: Uh, a few years ago, there was an effort. Um, someone by the name of Dana Timmer, I believe, was was trying to uh, get an effort going to actually go and find the plane. What, what became of that? You know?
1: Yeah. So, so this was a guy who was uh, actually doing a history based search. They were going to search with modern equipment in the area where her plane actually did go down, north of Howland Island. Um, uh, unfortunately, what happened by the time they got their funding together, uh, the Malaysian Airlines MH370 crashed in that. In the, in the pacific ocean and it kind of been uh, it kind of became uh excuse me the indian ocean but it kind of been uh, it was a little bit politically intractable to go searching for amelia earhart when all the possible resources in the world were being poured into trying to find mh370 um so that uh, that got scrapped at that point I, i'm not sure what's happened to their effort since then i'd certainly like to see it uh, revived
0: Right. We mentioned this, this other group. I guess they, they call themselves uh, TIGHAR is, is the acronym, the SWIRC-Gillespie. Now, they, they once claimed that they had found a piece of the plane, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Their, their, their idea is that after Amelia Earhart decided that she was lost and ran out of fuel, that they then miraculously flew another 400 nautical miles directly to an alternate destination, which, again, that's kind of silly because if you don't know where you are, you can't navigate to a distant point. Um, and uh, they've they've presented all kinds of quote unquote evidence over the years. This organization they they basically exist by sending out press releases and getting uh, Nat Geo, Discovery Channel, et cetera, to fund expeditions for them. It's kind of their whole purpose. Um, and everything they've brought up has been you know equally silly. The skeleton that's been mentioned a lot was yeah. was the skeleton of a male pearl diver from probably the late 1800s. <laughs> Uh, uh, everything that they claim is some fascinating new evidence. When you look at it, it's very mundane. Uh, that, that particular island apart. also had lots of people living on it over the decades. There was over 100 people living there at one point. So, of course, it's going to have all kinds of trash and bits of debris and bits of metal. Um, the least likely explanation is that they came from Amelia Earhart, who is known never to have gone there.
0: Right. So that, that's some, what do you say, 400 miles away from, from Howland Island then?
1: Yeah, about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the opposite direction, it's, it's down to the, to the southeast, and right. <laughs> the sector where she went down is actually north of Howland.
0: You think it's likely, then, that the plane will ever be found? I mean, I suppose that would put all of this to rest once and for all, wouldn't it?
1: Uh, that's, that's really hard to say. It's, it, nobody knows what kind of condition it might have been in, if it could hit the water at high speed or at low speed. Uh, what kind of it, the water's very deep there so it's going to be really hard to find anything um, it's that's that's problematic i'm i'm not optimistic because there's it's going to be expensive to do and there's just simply not that much upside to it i
0: guess like this as you say i mean the evidence does point us in in one direction right it's the most likely outcome that, that that's where she went down
1: certainly yeah and there's there's never been any serious historical doubt about that. All the people who are being touted as experts, quote-unquote, are the people who are promoting one or the other of these two principal crank theories. Um, really, we haven't heard from any real experts yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, well, on it goes. I guess this is, program's going to air this weekend sometime, but uh, people read more at uh, Skeptoid.com. Brian Neb, and great having you with us here. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you a lot. It's been a
0: lot of fun. All right, take care. Uh, Brian Dunning, science writer, uh, host of the Skeptoid podcast, more at uh, Skeptoid.com. And you can find the uh, Finding Amelia Earhart uh, link right there on the main page. And like you say, he's, he's been following this for some time. Again, I mean, these other theories, I suppose, are possible to varying degrees, but as he says, very, very, very unlikely. The most likely outcome is that she went down near Howland Island and and died as a result. Maybe one day that plane will be found, and I guess we can put this to rest once and for all. But I I get that there's more fascination with some of these other theories. The one thing it kind of reminds me of a little bit is the uh, escape from Alcatraz, the infamous uh, escape. And the question of, well, did those guys make it? And maybe we'll never know. I remember first reading about that as, as a kid, and it just, it really fascinated me. Just, the, you know, the prison itself, and just how intricate the escape was, and then that mystery. It's like when you read a story, and then it just ends on the cliffhanger. We may never know. And it fascinates you. You, you, you dwell on it. Well, what, what could have happened? Where did they go? What if they did survive, etc. And so it's similar in that sense. And where the other parallel is, because there was just a documentary that aired not even two years ago. I don't know if it was History Channel or one of them anyway. Uh, And same kind of thing. They claim to have a picture, a picture of two of these escapees years later in Brazil, of all places, alive and well. Now, that picture was a little more compelling than this picture. But I don't know if that's been determined uh, once and for all. But it's a similar case, right? Maybe they survived. It seemed likely that they probably didn't, but maybe they did. Uh, and so, yeah, we have a fascination with these stories, and certainly that's the case with Amelia Earhart. Our number here, 974-TALK, nine seven four eight two five five. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.